Boom. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Exploring Spirituality uh, in College podcast. I'm Dr. Chris Beggs, hosting. And today I have the Sabrina Reese here to chat with us. I'm so excited to have Sabrina. I've worked with her a long time, known her a long time. Uh, Sabrina, tell everybody a few of the things you're involved in here and what you're studying, where you're from, and we'll get going. Yeah, so my name is Sabrina, of course, and my major is psychology, minor in uh, child and family development, and I am from Raytown, Missouri, which is in the Kansas City area, um, and some of the things I'm involved in on campus is a lot. Uh, I am a McNair Scholar. Um, I have two on-campus jobs as a peer mentor. Tell people what McNair Scholar, like what that means. Yeah, so um, the McNair Scholars Program is for undergraduates who are interested in pursuing um, doctoral or just post-bachelor work. So I'm interested in going to grad school and eventually obtaining a PhD um, in some type of policy with higher education and um, all those things. And uh, So that's a little bit about me. I'm also involved in Greek life. Um, I'm a president of the um, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, um, the Zeta Lambda chapter. Um, and I'm currently doing a campus policy fellowship. So that's not on campus. It's actually virtual through um, St. Louis graduates. So um, a couple of things that I have going on right now and in my life. So an up and comer. Yes. Look out. <laughs> Sabrina, so I've known you how long now? Uh, pretty much the whole time I've been at UCM, so like four years, pretty much. Right. Um, you know, I've realized, okay, I'll ask this question. How often have you and I talked about like spiritual things, talked about God, church, religion, anything? Have Not it? at all. We haven't done it today. You know, let's do it. Let's do it today. Let's record it. I'm interested. I'm very interested. So I okay. was like, spirituality. Ooh, Chris yeah. Beggs. Let me tee you off. I'm going to tee you off, okay? On this conversation, tell me what, like, the household you grew up in, the spiritual background, those experiences. Tell me what that was like to be Sabrina. Okay, so... um. It was never like, so obviously I, I grew up in, not obviously, but I grew up in a mostly Christian-based household, but we never really like consistently went to church or like we even went, went to church when there were like holidays or anything. Yeah. Um, but my extended family, like my cousins and aunts, um, they are more religious uh, and they go to church like every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and there are some people in my family who are Christian and some people who are Mormon. Yeah. So I get to see a lot of different, well, I got to see a lot of different um, church atmospheres. Um, but as far as my immediate family, we're not really religious at all. Like um, there's really, like we celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that, but we don't really actively participate in, you know, going to church every Sunday or things like that so that's kind not of really what a, I, not really a thing you you had some examples in your extended family but in your immediate family wasn't really a thing no it really wasn't a thing so on the outside so you didn't grow up maybe in that household well you just described it it wasn't church every Sunday 
-mm. it wasn't a, a strong thing that you had that kind of maybe you understood that from a distance so what was it like kind of growing up and maybe seeing people around you who were religious or, or spiritual what was it like to observe them um it was definitely something i wanted to be a part of and interestingly enough like my family we weren't religious so i like high school i went on like my own journey of like figuring out like what type of religion do i believe in and like what are my beliefs and for a while i did like attend church like literally on my own like every sunday i had no but idea i had no idea I know, I slow know. Down, slow down, slow down, slow down. So what happened in high school that made you start thinking about this? Um, I don't, I think it's more so just the social, because like my friend, like my friends at the time, like they went to church and I, like even though my immediate family didn't go to church, I would sometimes go to church with my best friend um, yeah. when I was younger. So it was just another way for me to explore. Um, but then like, I don't know, I just realized, I don't know if it's because of the church I was going to, but I realized it wasn't really what I needed. And I realized that I can get like what I need, like feeling grounded and um, just having more guidance. It doesn't have to just come from religion, but um, I still respect religion a lot. I still believe in God. I still sure. believe in all those things, but I don't know. I just explored a little bit and I realized it wasn't yeah. really for me. So, so that's the stuff I'm curious about. So when you were kind of trying it on, you're trying it on. You're going with your friends, you're seeing different things, or said you even picked the church that you went to by yourself for a while. What were some of the things that pulled you towards it? And what were some of the things that pushed you away from it? Um, uh, I guess, so I'll start with like trying to find a church. Um, I chose the church that I chose because someone recommended it to me, but then they stopped going themselves. And then, so I was just left by myself. But I really liked the environment at first. It was very welcoming. They talked to me all the time. Um, but as you may know, I am um, a part of the LGBTQ community. Sure. So like- And were you out they, at the time? Yes, I was out at the time. Yeah. So when I like tried to, so pretty much it was like one sermon I remember in particular, they spoke really negatively about, you know, gay people and that really made me uncomfortable. How old were you? Me, I'm 21. No, no, when you had that sermon. During that time, I think I was around like 17 or 16 yeah. or somewhere around there. And what was it like to be in that spot hearing that? It was very condemning, pretty much. Like, yeah. they were pretty much telling me that how I was living my life was wrong. Mm -hmm. And that was just the end of the, the discussion. And I didn't respect that at all because here they were saying like, God loves everybody, blah, 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 blah. But then they're saying like, this is wrong. This is, it just got really like judgmental. But yeah. at the same time, they were trying to show unconditional love and all these things. So it really made me conflicted. And I realized that I didn't really need that church to feel or get structure without, get structure or, you know, some support like I was seeking at first. Yeah, and as I've talked to different students um, who, as you mentioned, you know, identify uh, LGBTQ, you know, some talk about being in that experience, and I'd probably say many of the students that I've talked to 
when they have that experience, they don't respond so resolutely as you did. Where you're kind of when you were kind of like, wow, I, I guess I don't need this. Um, I, I with the, some of the students that I talk to talk about that being a time of kind of almost intense doubt and internal struggle, and often and many times dark a dark experience for them yeah. as they're trying to reconcile who they perceive their self to be with this community and this faith that they also have. But you didn't seem to have that. Oh, don't get me wrong. I did. Like, okay. it, was, it wasn't as extreme, but like I could tell I wasn't myself because I tried to, you know, dress more feminine and, you know, make myself pretty much look straight pretty much. And I realized that that's not, that's not me. And if they don't like how I dress or things and I just don't feel comfortable, then that's just not a space I need to be in. So, so there was internal struggles, yeah. kind of, but not, not in a way that made me feel bad about myself because I don't know. I'm just like, whoever will accept me will accept me. And if they don't, then I just will move on. Yeah. So when you were trying to, to pass, okay. Yeah. Were you, were you, was that around the time that you heard that sermon after it, before? Did you kind of know that in this church, I'm going to have to present this way? What was that like? Um, I think it was definitely before and after I heard that particular sermon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because even after that, I think I went like once or twice more because I genuinely did like the people, but I just didn't. I just didn't feel comfortable with the fact that they could say things like that and they not know who they're affecting, um, even from a non-religious standpoint. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I got to get out of there. Question for you. We're talking about a different situation than the one that happened. First of all, I want to say that that sucks to hear that. It does suck. In a community that you're in, that you have chosen to go a part of, where you know you said your family didn't go, to be a part of that and to feel those feelings and to feel like you need to uh, adopt an outward presenting persona at 16. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, and what also made it a lot was the fact that it was literally just me, like. I wasn't going with my siblings. I wasn't going with my mother. I wasn't going with um, my aunt who was Mormon. I wasn't going to my family's church. Like I could have gone to the same church that my extended family went to, but I decided to embark on my own journey. So I was literally, it was literally just me who was like experiencing th these things and understanding what was happening. So it was a lot at the time, but um, it was, I learned a lot. I think what, taught me about that moment was just learning about who I am. And I think that was the most important lesson that I learned while attending that particular church or ministry. So, so t take me through that, learning about who you were. You, you mentioned finding a way, earlier you said finding a way to get grounded without this. Mm -hmm. But then you also talk about still having some parts of it, retaining some of those beliefs. Now I'm just really curious of like what that, what's that like now? Because 16, you're 21. This wasn't that long ago. Mm -mm. It really wasn't. So, like, so tell me more. I think for me, 
a lot of the, the things I retained are being hospitable, learning how to interact with people and, and hug and just really be welcoming. That is something that they did perfectly. Um, things I didn't like were like how you, like how I talked about, like they would just say things that would make people feel bad. And they knew like, even though I was dressing feminine, like you could look at me and tell that I was just not, I wasn't straight. I was anything but straight. And there were other people who I knew in that ministry were also were not straight, but they still continue to, um, condemn, you know, living that type of lifestyle, whatever that meant. So it was really interesting. It was it was really interesting to see. Um, so as far as like things that I kept and that I really enjoyed was things like the hospitableness and supporting each other and checking in on each other and being together. That's really what I liked. And I think that's what I was seeking at the time. So yeah. So after that, has there ever okay. Some people like they have the experience you have and they think, I don't want anything to do with this. But that wasn't your experience. Mm -mm. I still, I still, I don't know. I still identify with, you know, being Christian. Um, but I don't know, like, I, maybe I just identify it because that's just like what it is. Like, that's just normal for society right now. It's just to be like, identify as Christian. Um, so I think that's kind of just like where I am. Like, I don't, necessarily think that it's wrong but i also don't think that it's right at the same time um but i do understand that spirituality and religion is something that brings people peace and i realized that i didn't need religion to feel at peace i could find that within myself or doing it other ways sure. um like for example my um greek letter organization we are Christ we are a christian-based organization and when i was at first joining I was like do I really want to possibly subject myself to that same type of stuff again and then not be able to get out because it's a lifetime commitment um and that's something that almost prevented me from doing it but I realized that um there's more to religion than just what the bible says and what people think of you it's kind Tell of me like, more about that I feel like being like religious is more so like a, a lifestyle and teaches you how to treat people. And that's the part that I really want to hold on to and that I identify with because I think that's important to know how to be moral pretty much, but you can teach morals without religion. So. Yeah. So you, you talked about, you had this experience, you retained some of these parts of you. I'm curious in terms of that party that's concerned about what matters most in your life, you know, the things that are most important to you or in your word, how you find peace. What does that look like for you just sort of like on a day-to-day -day basis of how Sabrina looks to find peace in a very chaotic world right now? Um, that's a question that I'm trying to figure out myself. Uh, I've tried a lot of different things. Sometimes some things just don't work. Like, um, but I think what has happened the most recently was I meditated for the first time and like, like ever. Um, and that really changed me because I never really gave myself a time to sit and think and just acknowledge how I feel, how I like literally how I feel and what I'm 
like thinking what my body is experiencing and all these things and it made me realize that this is probably why people like you know pray and meditate and sit and just think because it gives you more clarity and I think that's something that I'm definitely going to want to do more often because it helps me relax and I realized that when I don't pay attention to myself in that type of way I get irritable and I don't know why I'm irritable. I'm mean to people and I don't know why I'm mean to people. Um, and I think that's something that religion helps as well. I gotta see this. I gotta see you. I, I gotta see that heat sometimes. <laughs> I don't wanna catch that smoke, but I wanna see it. Maybe, yeah, maybe me. Oh, well, I, I'm mean in my head. So sometimes I'll be like, just stop talking to me or like, just leave me alone or like, stop, like those type of things. Like, I never really am outwardly mean to people, but in my head, I'm kind of like, short abrupt um yeah. more normally than i am so i guess i consider that mean i guess <laughs> i'm gonna look for it the next time hey, uh, okay some people when they first start meditating they talk about it almost if like it's painful it was painful yeah tell me more because literally it was just me just being trapped by myself in my own thoughts but once i got past that i was able to just enjoy it actually and think about things from uh, almost external point of view I heard that like meditation is not just you thinking it's about you thinking externally about what you're thinking and what you're feeling yeah. so you can kind of observe it from a third party and figure out what's happening yeah. and um, once I realized that that was the point that I needed to get to with meditation instead of just like feeling stressed that I wasn't meditating right or something like that. It yeah. really helped a lot. Yeah. I've been meditating for a few years. And before that, it took me a while. It was recommended to me, but I didn't do it. Uh, I thought it was weird, to be honest with you. Uh, and there's also, I think, a part of me thought I couldn't do it. You know, um, I judged it a little bit. I think I thought that this is something that like, people in California do. It's not really now, but I'm like, I pictured, I thought I'd have to put on like white linen clothes, yes. my hair out, you know, and, but uh, it, that wasn't my experience. So it was hard for me to, to get going. I, I thought that like the first minute of meditating, I felt restless. I felt frustrated. Um, and then I felt like my mind was overactive. Yes, that's exactly what I experienced. And like I, most of the times when I used to try to meditate or things like that, um, I would just get in this like cycle of just thinking so much that I just cannot make myself relax. And I was so focused on like me thinking that well, as soon as I start meditating, I'm supposed to be relaxed. Like that's not how it is. Yeah. Um, but once I realized that you're going to have that moment where you're thinking about everything, that's the purpose of it. And then you slowly just start acknowledging things in a different light and just thinking about it from different perspectives and I think that helps a lot yeah so you talked about um you talked about the experience what you grew up in that moment when you were 16 where you're in the church and you start to realize that you were performing a certain way and that even with that performance there was something about you that that community wouldn't accept and then you yep. found ways to start accepting yourself and you've adopted meditating as another way to center yourself with peace. Um, are there any other things you're trying to like 
pull back the curtain. Tell me, tell me what it's like to be Sabrina. I, another thing I like and that I've started doing more is going outdoors. So I'm from the city. So (laughs) we don't have like, well, where I'm from, we didn't have lakes or really anything like that. Um, So something that Warrensburg has exposed me to is nature and like animals and, you know, seeing all these great things. So literally every, at least three times a week, I will go out to the lake in Proto Springs and I'll just sit there and I will sit there and soak up the sun and really just be one with nature. So I think that also helps. And um, what else do I do? Yeah, I feel like those are the main two things that I do. Yeah. Um, I also, if you want to be behind the curtains, I do engage in a little bit of marijuana use as well. Uh, Yeah. And that helps a lot, like a huge amount um, as far as like with my anxiety levels. Yeah. Uh, Because I don't know, I'm high achieving. So Uh sometimes people think just because I'm high achieving, that means that I have everything together all the time. But like I'm high achieving because I'm anxious about things going wrong. Uh It's hard for me to relax a lot of the time. So when I combine all three of those things, it's like the trifecta of just peacefulness and calmness and just being great. Yeah, and so you these you you found that you have some of these practice routines um, that you're working together to help do a couple things for you. You mentioned lower anxiety, but you also mentioned promote clarity. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned promote peace. So, what are some things? Give me an example, like something that was like confusing to you, or you weren't sure about, or was muddled for you. Then you started with these practices, and then over time you started to notice them come into better clarity or focus for you what's something um you might have to re-say that question again it's, it's kind of a crazy question but you mentioned clarity what's something you have more clarity on on the on the other side of these processes that you have this trifecta oh i realize that sometimes like no matter how much you meditate and things like that like whatever feeling that you're feeling, you just have to feel it. Like um, me, I don't like feeling angry or being sad. So it's hard for me to deal with those negative emotions. But I realized that those aren't really negative emotions at all. They're perfectly normal. Like I'm human. Um, I think uh, someone told me that recently. It was Lacey, actually. Yeah. he told me that I'm human. I'm like, you're actually right. Like, it's okay for me to be not okay. That's right. Um, and the issue becomes when I try to suppress those emotions, yeah. that um, it my mind becomes muffled. So I think what has helped me a lot is really acknowledging when I'm angry and then just letting myself be angry about it because yeah. sometimes meditation doesn't work. Sometimes I just want to be mad and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, trying to make a feeling go away tends to backfire. Yes, yes. And um, especially with the election and all these things happening, um, there's a lot of like anger suppression. And I realized that I don't actually have to do that. Who am I doing that for? Like, why am I doing that? So I realized that 
it's okay to be angry. It's okay to yell, to rant, to do whatever you need to do to let that out. Um, just don't let it consume you. You have to learn how to cope. And I think that's what I'm doing better at with coping with when I have those emotions. So, so you mentioned in your life earlier, you talked about this community that you had and um, that ministry and what it did for you. And then you mentioned now kind of it being, at least how I understand you describing it, Sabrina, a much more personal thing and much more yeah. individual thing. Um, do you ever find it lonely or that you miss yeah. that? I do. Um, and I think that's really why I joined um, Greek Life is to have that fellowship and people that are very intentional with the actions that they do and, you know, things like that. Yeah. I feel like that's why I also joined, like, that's why I joined Greek Life pretty much was to have a group of like-minded women to, yeah. you know, grow with and achieve the same things with. Obviously, it's not that ideal, but yeah, um, that's kind of like what I got out of it and things like that. But it does get lonely sometimes because, I'm like, does nobody think about these things? Does nobody like meditate often? Does nobody like do this? No one's talking about spirituality unless it's things like religion or being Christian or things like that. Just those type of things, I feel like it is lonely because unless it's, you know, being Christian or, you know, knowing a Bible, nobody else is, you know, trying to learn how to cope or meditate and do yoga and all these things. So I agree with you. Why, but, but I, so I'll ask you, why don't you think people talk about it? I feel like at least in the black community, I feel like if you start talking like that, they'll think that you don't believe in God mm -hmm. or that you think religion itself is wrong or that you have to have a specific set of beliefs about what's going to happen in the afterlife or, you know, how the world came to be about and things like that. So I feel like it gets really sticky when um, you think about, when you try to bring about how people relax and cope with what's happening in the world and what they have control of and what they don't have control of and all those things. Yeah. So, in the college community, I also think that it's something we don't talk about as readily. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. Why do you think that is? Um, literally, because I just don't see anything about spirituality. Um, I know within the Black community, Black students are very, we're very religious, we're very spiritual, um, but that's something that we don't see in higher education at all and I feel like that's something that could be changed um, because you look around campus like you see like BSU which is like I, I think like Baptist Student Union or things like that um, but you don't just see things like here here's how we teach you how to you know meditate or here's just a quiet space to yeah. get whatever you need out like there's no really there's not things like that yeah I agree that's one of the reasons, uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to help, one, show that we can have these conversations, but two, also to, to draw some attention to a course I'm teaching in the spring called Exploring Spirituality in College. And Sabrina, for the same reasons that you mentioned, um, those are the reasons that I wanted to create this course. 
And so we can have a space to start talking about what it looks like to explore spirituality wherever you're at. So if you're already a religious person, what it means for you to kind of internalize and operationalize that. So, um, you know, because like you said, in many situations, some people grow up that way. You didn't, but some do. And so at some point they have to decide whether or not this is something they're going to claim for themselves. Um, and then there are people who, like you, maybe on the outside looking in and saying, you know, I, I kind of don't know where to begin there, but I feel interested or curious about it. Um, and then there are people who maybe were a part of it at one time and don't find themselves connecting with it in the same way, but still have these kind of remnant beliefs or views on the world and, and they kind of don't know what to do with them, but they like to keep that conversation going, but also do it with other people. And for those reasons, um, and for the reasons like you mentioned about the ways people are struggling personally, um, mm -hmm. th those are th those are the reasons that I wanted to create the course. Um, so I, I guess that's a plug. It's not a very good one, but but yeah. but I agree with you. Whenever you said you know that we tend to lack a, a, a place to do that uh, in a college campus. Um, what ways? Go ahead. As I agree, and I think that's a really smart idea because um, just from the students that I, you know, talk to as a peer mentor, a lot of the issues that they're having is literally just out of their control, mm -hmm. and it's hard to cope with that, and it's hard yeah. to get through that if you don't know how to do that. Yeah. And that's something spirituality or just you know knowing how to you know make yourself feel better that's something that could really help a lot um because it's helped me right you know i was thinking um you know about that experience that you had in church one of the things i wondered is maybe i don't know if you wanted this too but i'm wondering this is what would it have been like had that same situation happened but the message you heard was completely different what if yeah. you were to, what if you were to have heard hey we love everyone unconditionally here for those reasons you find yourself identifying these ways if you find yourselves thinking these things believing experiencing these things internally you have a place here you're as loved as everyone else and that's the commitment we make to you in this community. I'm wondering like what that would have been like to hear, you know, and-, and, and Definitely probably would have stayed. Um, like I still like they're like, I still enjoy the people. Like I said, like they're nice people. Like I still have them as Facebook friends and things like that. And, um, but as far as going and listening to that, I don't really want to hear that. But if they would have reframed it in that type of way that, like they just reframing it in that type of way, I would have probably been more open to staying and engaging in that conversation, even though um, obviously that's not something you can change, but that's just a part of religion. Like it is what it is. Like if the, like if they, if that's what they believe the Bible says, then I can't really fight with their beliefs, which is why it, it was easier for me to leave than try to keep myself in that uncomfortable situation. Sure. Yeah. And the hypothetical situation I mentioned was not at all the real situation that you experienced. Yeah. 
which is but it definitely would have been nice yeah so you know kind of I, I hope this isn't the last time that we get to have this kind of conversation um if you were i asked another podcast guest this and i was, if i were to say bring a bunch of college freshmen together in a room and the topic was about spirituality or their inner selves right um and like you said we don't typically have these conversations what kind of ways would you get that conversation started with them Ooh, that would be hard yeah um, i know i know but you're up for it freshmen just don't even like to talk about anything first of all but i think just straight out asking big questions just don't even sugarcoat it just yeah. ask them what they think and start a conversation like that yeah um i know when i ask difficult questions or even just asking about how people feel right now everybody is silent because it's not normal to talk about those type of things just out loud um, but I think once we start to normalize those type of questions and conversations, it's yeah. going to get a lot easier. So not tiptoeing around it, right. just getting, at least for me, just getting straight to the big questions or just, you know, asking people what they think or what they believe. Yeah. 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 I like it. It's a little bit risky, right? Because then if I say something that you don't agree with or you don't like or reminds you of someone that you don't like or agree with, then it might put us, right, at some kind of yeah. odds. But then there's there's also a chance to connect there because whenever you're saying, oh, I'm the same way, now that's that's how friendship gets started or at least trust. Yes. You know, like when you start talking about meditation, I'm like, oh, Sabrina and I have something else. You know, about yeah. the other things we have in common. Now we got something else. Yeah, and I think... Um really just at first maybe finding commonalities will be very important and then dispersing and finding the differences between yourself and others but maybe first thinking about what we have in common or you know things like that that would be very helpful because um, i know like in my class today um we had to do we had to find an artifact about you know how we identify ourselves like an artifact about what like our identity yeah, what'd you find? A lot of our identities revolved around our families. Yeah. And we got to just have a conversation about our families in class. And that's just something that we I never get to do anywhere else besides university foundations, which is sad because yeah. that's how you form relationships, is talking about intimate things like that. So Yeah. What's one thing that you brought to that conversation? Um what did, I, what did I bring? I talked about change and I talked about how I have a lot of different family members and how they all are different. And I like them to different extents, but I still <laughs> love them all at the end of the day because they're my family. Um, so that's kind of like what I talked about. And they also agreed that how some of their family members have very different beliefs but they still love them they may not like them all the time but they still love them and I think um focusing on love and things like that really helped the conversation as well yeah well Sabrina one of the things I move by as I hear you talk and just knowing you as personally as a human is your consistent commitment to love and accept other people even when it isn't always returned to you 
Yeah. Mainly because I don't want bad luck, but <laughs> <laughs> I do believe in karma. I do believe in karma. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I'm glad we had a chance to do this. Um, this has uh, been a great conversation. And now I know when I run into you again, um, you know, we could pick this back up anytime. So uh, yeah. thanks for taking a few minutes to tell your story and um, let us know where you're at and um, hoping to keep things like this going, just stoking this conversation with students and also with faculty and staff so that we can, you know, take care of the whole person while we're here. I agree. And I think that's a lot of the reason why I chose actually psychology as my major uh-huh. because it allowed like, it allows people to explore themselves and get all the nitty gritty stuff. And that's really what I'm interested in. Yeah. So yeah, I'm down for this conversation whenever. Good. Feel free to have me again as a guest. I would yeah. love it. Hey, <laughs> I think we have to do it. I think we're going to have to. Well, Hey, Sabrina, thank you. We'll let you get back to your day. And uh, they should take some time to chat with us on the uh, exploring spirituality and college podcast. No problem. Thank all right. You. Take care. See you.